15. The book of Luke, chapter 15. I'm going to tell you something this morning. The Lord has really, really uh, convicted me in our men's uh, young adult class. Brother Colby, this morning, wonderful job. And uh, um, just some areas of my life that I need to work on. And uh, so grateful for that. I'm telling you, I'm, I want to be better. Amen? I, want, I really do. I want to be better. And I know I can be. And if you don't think so, ask my wife. She'll tell you I can be a lot better than what I am. And, uh, but uh, I really, I truly do. And uh, um, just to hear that this morning and, and be pricked in my heart about things that I need to work on, I, I, I love that. I just, I love when God loves me so much that, as the Bible says, he chastens me. He chastens me or he corrects me. And I'm so grateful for that. Luke chapter number 15. When you got it, you can stand for the reading of God's word. Come to church, you stand and sit down, you actually get some good exercise. In. Amen. We're going to read verses 8 through 10 of Luke chapter 15. Luke 15, beginning in verse number 8. Either what woman, having ten pieces of silver, if she lose one piece, doth not light a candle and sweep the house, and seek diligently till she find it? And when she hath found it, she calleth her friends and her neighbors together, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the peace which I had lost. Likewise, listen to what he says. He says, Likewise, I say unto you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner that repenteth. The Lord's help here today, I want to preach on picking up pennies. Dear Lord, we love you. We thank you for all that you've done, God. We're grateful for this opportunity to be in your house. God, we're grateful for this opportunity to come together, Lord, and just feel such a unity in this church and such a mind to worship and a mind to do a work for you. God, we pray that you would be with us today. Lord, anoint our lips to, to, to speak and anoint our ears to hear your word. And then, God, help us, Lord, to, to apply this word to our lives. God, this is heavy on my heart here today, God. I pray, God, that you'd help me to be able to give it like I received it. Hallelujah. We love you, Lord. The church said amen. You can be seated here today. Picking up pennies. I want to I move up a little bit in, in the uh, chapter here. And I know, I know that a lot of commentaries feel like that this... Uh, that this specific scripture is talking about the church, but I just have a hard time, and I say a lot, some of them do, I have a hard time believing that because in the beginning of the chapter, we find who God is speaking to. So in Luke chapter 15, in verse number one and two, if you could pull that up, Sister Shana, I, wanna, I want to, to bring this uh, to our attention today. Who, who is God talking about? Who is Christ speaking of? when he talks about this parable of the lost coin. In other words, who is the lost coin, all right? Now, like I said, a couple commentaries will say it's the church, but let's read about where, uh, uh, about uh, um, who, who 
Christ was speaking about at the beginning of this verse. The Bible says in verse number one, then drew near unto him all the publicans and sinners for to hear him. And the Pharisees and the scribes murmured, saying, This man receiveth sinners and eateth with them. And then the Bible says in verse number three that Jesus began to speak a parable unto them, and he spoke three parables actually to them, the lost sheep, the lost coin, and the prodigal son. And so sandwiched in between the lost sheep and the prodigal son is this story, what I believe is God speaking to the church or to the Pharisees. I wouldn't really be the church, I don't guess you'd say, but to the Pharisees about this, uh, uh, about sinners, all right? And, and I, and I want to clarify something here to you here today because a lot of times whenever we say sinners, people, you know, you know, feel pointed, you know, finger at and all that stuff. We're all sinners. Amen? We're all sinners. The Bible says that we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. Every one of us in this building, everyone listening to the podcast, everyone other than Christ himself that came down on this earth was born a sinner. And it took being born again in order for us to be able to receive the righteousness through him that we needed to be saved. And so I want you to understand something here today, that when we're talking here today about picking up pennies, and I'm going to get into this here in a moment, but I want you to understand that this is talking about every single one of our lives at some point. Hallelujah. So we find that the Bible says here that this woman having 10 pieces of silver, if she lose one piece. So, so what we need to understand is she had 10 pieces, she lost one piece. Now, if you look in history, uh, she actually was given uh, uh, 10 pieces at her, uh, at her marriage, and her husband would have given her 10 pieces of silver. And she basically, it was like a gift, and, and she cherished this. And, and so when you take a look and you say, well, she had nine other pieces, well, that's, that's, that's true. She did have and probably could have earned some other pieces, but this penny had a special worth to her. All right, so today I would like to start out by asking, is it even worth our energy to pick up a penny? What can you buy for a penny? Now, I brought some pennies over here with me today and some other coins. Now, I like to collect coins, but I'm just going to be real honest with you. This is a dime that doesn't belong in my collection, so I better put that to the side. So here we, we, I'm going to set some pennies out here. Now here's, the, these are pennies that some of them are 1950s, some of them are 1960s, and, and, uh, and then I've got a real, some, some real special ones here, three of them that are the old Indian heads. Anybody ever seen any of those before, the Indian heads? I, 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 I'm, I was in, uh, uh, where were we at? We're up there at Yellowstone, and, uh, and, and going by, and I went inside this, this store, we were just kind of shopping around, and I looked, and they, they had some of these Indian head pennies that were there. And so me and my son were kind of collecting those. So I bought three of them, one for me, one for him, and then one for my other son. And so it was exciting to me to have these. So I, I, I don't know. I think I probably paid, I don't know what it was, two, three bucks for them. And then come to find out they were only worth 55 cents. So I kind of got taken, you know, on that one. But that's okay because it was the memory that counted, right? 
But anyway, so I mean, you take a look at this, and I've got a lot of different pennies and different things that are here, and, and my collection probably isn't worth very much, but I want you to understand each one of these I, I cherish. They're, they're, they're part of, of my collection, and matter of fact, I've got one in there that's a 1981. You know the reason why? That one really doesn't have much worth, but you know the reason why? Because that's whenever I was born. You got to collect a penny whenever you were born, right? Somebody said, wow, he's a little older than what I thought he was. Yeah, I probably am. All right, but what is it worth? It? You, you walk down the street and you see a penny laying on the side of the road. Do you take time to reach down and pick up that penny? Because really, what does a penny really worth? I want you to understand here today, and this is kind of where I'm coming from here today. The enemy, Satan himself, with every Christian here, with every person that's represented, everyone on the podcast that's listening, they, he whispers in your ear and tries to get you to believe that you're worthless. Now, I, if we were to be honest here today, and I'm, I can raise my hand, but if we were to be honest here today, I guarantee you that every person under my voice here today could say that there was a time in my life, or maybe even a time right now, where the enemy was telling me, I'm worthless. I have no use. I have no purpose. Right? As a matter of fact, what you find is even in the teaching, uh, the education world right now, they're, they're trying to get you to believe that there is no God and that, and that, you're, that, that, that evolution happened and you're just you know, part of, uh, of something that came from something that came from something that really came from nothing. And I still haven't been able to figure that one out. But, but you know, it, it, it takes a lot of faith for them to believe that, maybe even more than what it does for me to believe what I believe, right? But, but we see here that, the, that even our children today are being taught that really you don't have any purpose and really you don't have any worth. You're just part of the system that's going through and that's the reason why I feel like that a lot of people uh, uh, you know, are taking their lives and stuff because they don't feel like that they have any worth. But I want you to understand here today that you have worth. And that in God's eyes and in the eyes of this church, you have value from everyone from the very smallest that's out here in the activity center, from everyone that's the small up to our eldest has worth. I can tell you here today that my grandma, I believe she's 86 or 87, 88 years old. She's 88 years old. I came to her here the other day and I was praying with her and I said, Grandma, please continue to pray. We, we value your prayers. I'm going to tell you, there's not very many people probably in this church right here that knows how to get a hold of God the way that Grandma Mary does. I want you to know here today that you have worth. You uh, were created for a purpose. And that's what I want you. You say, Brother Jared, I don't, what can I do for the Lord? What can I ever do? And so a lot of times we feel as worthless as a penny. But what I want you to understand is that God cares about pennies. Hallelujah. And just the same way that this woman went through the house, sweeping, moving things around, looking diligently for this coin, is the same way that God here this morning is looking and searching for you. Hallelujah. And if he can find you here today, then I believe that, that, that he's going to throw a party up in heaven. Hallelujah. So what are you saying, Brother Jerry? What can you buy for a penny? I want you, I want you here today to understand that there are a few things 
that can be bought for a penny. Did you know that? I want you to know here today that, yeah, there's, there are quite a few things that can't be bought for a penny, but there are, there are some things on eBay that you can buy for a penny. I was looking some stuff up here today, and whenever I came across some of these things, I thought it was pretty funny. And so I thought, well, for my introduction here, I'm going to read you a few things that can be bought for a penny. All right, so first one is a random penny you must meet. So they want to trade you a penny. You can do that on eBay. If you want to buy a penny for a penny, you have to meet them, but they'll do it. Altoids, little Altoids box, all right? You can buy that for a penny. Two expired ink cartridges can be bought for a penny, all right? A, now that's what I call Music 33 series, can be bought for a penny. Not real sure I want to take time to listen to that if it can be bought for a penny, right? 50 broken game controllers for a penny. Can you believe that? All right, this is one of my favorites. An Elton John cassette for a penny. And then a 1992 Honda Civic cassette player to play your Elton John cassette. You can buy it for a penny. All right. This person's junk drawer. Everything that's in his junk drawer, you can buy it for a penny. A pack of rare new kids on the block trading cards. I'm going to skip a few of these. <laughs> a Denny's Kids Mill Flintstones toy from 1991. A drawing of this person's, or that this person's daughter made. You can buy that for a penny. Somebody's going to go home and you're going to look it up and buy something for a penny tonight. Space Jam VHS. Penny. Principles of Biochemistry textbook. Somebody's wanting to give that away, I guarantee you that. And then this is my favorite, all right? This is the kicker. We're talking about things that you can buy for a penny. This autographed, limited edition, signed, one-of-a-kind air guitar. Air guitar. As a matter of fact, I'm just going to show you. He's holding it right there. You see it? He's holding it. If you don't know what an air guitar is, it's when you're acting like you're playing with an air guitar. You could do some pretty cool stuff with that, man. Have an actual time whenever you're set. You could, you know, get it authenticized or whatever, you know, by having them sign it, you know, do a video of it. There's so many things. Things that you can, so what are you saying, Brother Jerry? I'm telling you that there are things that you can buy for a penny. All right, what are you telling me, brother? I'm telling you that even though you may feel like that you're worthless, you're not worthless, you have worth. Hallelujah. As a matter of fact, whenever you take a look at pennies, whenever you, whenever you really look and study them out, you'll find that there are some pennies that actually have quite a bit of worth. I already told you of one that was 55 cents. I can tell you also of, an, of anything, I believe it's, it's a, a, a 1980s and down, 
uh, were, were created with 97.5% to uh, uh, um, uh, copper. And so you can actually melt that down and, and actually have two and a half cents. Uh, it's worth two and a half cents. So if you got one of those, you actually have a good investment over twice. I want you to know here today, you have worth, all right? Now let's read this, the most expensive penny. The 1943 copper alloy cent is one of the most uh, sought-after coins uh, in America and reportedly the most valuable Lincoln penny, or Lincoln penny of all. Just 40 of the coins were made. Probably created by accident on copper alloy one-cent blanks left in the presses in the wartime years when the pennies were converted to steel. All right, these are the only ones that they know that exist is these 40 of them. The first 1943 copper cent was sold in 1958 for more than $40,000. That's 1958 is when it was sold. In 1996, another went for a whopping 82.5, or I'm sorry, 82,500. We're talking about a penny, guys. A penny, over $80,000. But those sales pale in comparison with the latest. This week, and, and I'm not sure when this is right, I guess I should have looked, but it was, it, it said a dealer in New Jersey told his 19, or sold his 19, 43 penny for a staggering $1.7 million. What? It's a penny. We don't even stop and burn the energy to pick these things up anymore. Why? Because it's worthless. I want you to know today that pennies aren't worthless. And I want you to understand the day that, that Satan wants you to think that you have no worth and that you're not valuable. But can I tell you here today that if you're looking from God's point of view and from the church's point of view, you were created for a purpose. Hallelujah. And I want you to know today that God has and sees value in you. You may walk, you may have walked into this place thinking, what can I ever do to make a difference in this world? What can I tell you here today? If you'll give your life to God and allow him to spend you the way that he had desired to spend you, there is great value on your life. Hallelujah. How many are glad that God has a purpose for you? Hallelujah. Glory to God. So let's take a look here. One of the most effective lies that Satan tells us is this. You're worthless. Well, I want to convince you today that Christ sees your value. So let's take a look at the, at the perspective of this little coin that we read about here today. I'm just one little coin. I'm just one little person. What am I going to do? I mean, you know how many times I've heard that? What can I do? I'm just one little person. All right, I want to go through this, these, these scriptures quickly and show you if this is just one little coin. All right, if it was just one little coin, why did the woman search the whole house for it? In other words, what are you saying, Brother Jared? There was, she desired it. She looked. Why? Because it was worth more than what that little coin 
probably thought that it was worth. One commentary said that it was worth one day's worth of wages. Some other ones actually have it going up from there. But what was it actually? It said, man, I, there's, there's nine other ones. Why me? Why you don't it, I just it lost? You know, sometimes we come across some coins that are in the that are in the the dryer, some coins that. And, but I want you to understand that this coin was worth oh, so much to this woman that she was willing to move some furniture around. She was willing to sweep down her house and look everywhere that she could to find this coin. And I want you to understand here today that God is doing the same thing for us here today. He's sweeping down. He's moving things around. He's got you here on this Sunday for a purpose to let you know, hallelujah, that you're not worthless in his eyes, but that you have value. Hallelujah. He's making an effort in your life to convince you that you're worth something. Hallelujah. If she was worthless, then why was it such a big deal to the woman? If the coin was worthless, rather, then why was it such a big deal to the woman to find it? If it was just one little coin, why, why did she rejoice when she found it? You know, guys, I've come across some pennies before, and I've grabbed them, and I've thrown them here or there or whatever, but I don't throw a big party for it. You know what I'm saying? And I think that a lot of times it's the way that we feel, well, you know, if I do come to church, I'll really never get noticed. If I do give my life to God, then I'll really, well, what you don't understand is that if you do get saved, if you do give your life to God, if you do become a Christian, like I said, every one of us sinners, if we do become, if we do give our lives, all that, then there's a, then, it, 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 there's a rejoicing that goes on. Hallelujah. It's a big deal to God to find a lost coin. Hallelujah. I said it's a big deal to God or to let somebody know that, that now because you're serving me, there's a new purpose and a new direction that you're going to be and you're going to make a difference in your realm of influence and you're capable of doing things that you never dreamed that you could do when you get in the hands of somebody who cares for you and who sees the worth in your life. Glory to God. What are you saying, Brother Jared? I'm trying to tell you, you're not worthless here today. If it was just one little coin, why did she throw a big party and celebrate? She invited everybody over too. It wasn't just one person that said, oh yeah, this is cool. I found this coin that I was looking for. Found this lost thing. But she invited the, the, the company over, all the ladies uh, that, were in, that were in. She brought them in said, hey look, I found my coin. Hallelujah. And did you know something? That whenever a person gets saved, hallelujah, it's not just God that rejoices. Oh, but he gathers everyone around them. All the angels gather around. They begin to rejoice. Why? Because a lost soul would say, why? Because part of his creation now made their way back. Hallelujah. Oh, to be to him. And he gathers everyone around. And they begin to rejoice. Over what? Over one lost sinner that has made their way. Oh, but you don't understand what I've done, Brother Jared. You don't understand where I've been. No, I don't. And I'm going to tell you something. Here today, God does and he still values you. God does know where you're at, and he still wants you. Hallelujah. Man, that's an awesome thought. You're not worthless, guys. Oh, you have value in your life. Glory to God. 
So when we take a look at the perspective of the penny, we can begin to talk about how worthless that it may have felt at that point. And you know, it's easy to feel worthless when you're not found. It's easy to feel worthless when you're not found. When you're still lost. When you're not in a person's hand that can spend you the way that. When you're not valued. What are you saying, Brother Jared? I'm telling you that if you're lost and you step back and say, man, I haven't worthless, I don't. But when you get found, then you, that's when you see your worth. Why? Because you see the perspective from God's eyes. Not the perspective from a lost coin's eyes, but the perspective from God's eyes. Hallelujah. I can tell you here today, I felt worthless at 16 years old. Had a lot of junk going on in my life. I'm going to tell you, I, I, I felt like I couldn't do anything right. Oh, I felt like I was, I, I was bad at everything that I was doing. Oh, I gave my life to God. And I'm not telling you that, that I become just some great and awesome person. No, it was a process. But I begin to see value in my life because I begin to see my life through His eyes and not living up to what kind of perspective that I felt like I could have, but living up to a perspective that God had for me in my life. And I want you to know here today, church, oh, that you feel worthless until you get into the hands of the person who created you. Hallelujah. So let's take a look at the perspective of the creator. Three things that I want to bring out here that I believe that the creator is saying here today. Number one, you are made in my image. Did you know now all the bills that we have that are created, that all the things that the only the only the only worth that our bills have now is all on basic. It's, it, it's not even. It's not even uh, the golden standard anymore. Every, ever since like 1971, I believe it was, they basically made it to where the federal government says that's worth five dollars, that's worth ten dollars, that's worth this, that's worth that. It's not even the gold standard anymore. It's just basically the federal government standing behind it saying. I'm saying that this is what it's worth and that's what it's worth. So basically, the only thing, whenever you pull your wallet out and you pull that, that $100 bill out or whatever, the only thing that's telling that person that you're purchasing that from, the only, the only worth that that has is that USA uh, that goes across there. It's that stamp. It's that, it's that backing of where it came from. It's that backing of who created it. Hallelujah. You, you, are you following me here today? So what are you saying, Brother Jared? I'm telling you that we find our our significance when we understand Genesis 1:27. So God created man in His own image. In the image of God created He him. Male and female created He them. Hallelujah. What are you saying, Brother Jared? I'm telling you here today that you get your worth. All not you you get your worth because of who where you came from and His stamp upon your life. You're created in His image. And can I tell you this? That because you're created in his image, why would the enemy do anything less than look at you and say, I hate you, you're worthless. You're, why? Because the only...
only thing that the enemy sees when they see you, oh, Brother Stephen, the only thing that they see is they see somebody that was created in the image of God. Hallelujah. Ain't no wonder why that the enemy stands back and says you're worthless and tries to tear you down time after time after time. Why? Because when he looks at you, he sees God. When he looks at you, he sees the creator of all things. What are you telling me, Brother Jared? I'm telling you that you have the stamp of God on your life. Hallelujah. You were created by him. Glory to God. So what are we hearing from the perspective of the creator? You're made in my image. Number two, you are wonderfully made. Not only are you made in my image, but you're wonderfully made. Psalms chapter 139 verse 14 says, I will praise thee for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Hallelujah. I've got a reason to praise you, God, because what you created is wonderful. I'm going to tell you something, church. You're, you're not worthless. You have value in your life. And then the third thing from the perspective of the creator is this. Number one, you're made in my image. Number two, you are wonderfully made. And number three, I don't make mistakes. I don't make mistakes. I want you to understand, God didn't make a mistake when he created you. God did not make. No matter what the enemy's been telling you, God did not make a mistake when he created you. For those of you who don't know, I counsel quite a bit. Got my degree in counseling, trying to do, trying to fulfill that dream and that vision that I have in God, that God has for us. And that is so common. It is so common to hear people say that they just feel like they're a mistake. I want you to understand some. You listen to Brother Jared here today. God don't make mistakes. I said, he don't make mistakes. When, he, when you were born and when you started walking this earth, God created you for a purpose. Hallelujah. He designed you for a purpose. You have value in this world. I said, you have value in this world. God don't make mistakes. I said, he don't make mistakes, church. Hallelujah. I love this. What can one penny really do for the Lord? The heading of a newspaper reads, Pennies Block Traffic. The accompanying article cleared up this mystery. When in a town, a truck carrying 4.3 million pennies turned over on an entrance ramp to a highway dumping copper-filled canvas sacks all over the highway. Traffic was tied up for several hours while police cleared the road. One penny alone, of course, listen to this, one penny alone, of course, would not have held up anything. But when 4.3 million pennies were brought together, they stopped traffic. Hallelujah. <laughs> What can one penny do? What can one church? 
What can one person do on your job? What can one person do in your realm of influence? You can do everything that you can, but I'm going to tell you something. What would be even better is if you had two. If you had three. If you had four. I can't buy much with one penny, Brother Brandon, but you give me a hundred pennies. Now I can go buy something. All right, you give me a thousand pennies. You give me, you keep adding them up, 4.3 million pennies. Now we're making a difference. Hallelujah. What are you saying, Brother Jerry? You bind us all together here. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. I'm, I, know, I'm, I know that I'm limited. I can't do a whole lot, but I can tell you here today that us as a church, if we can all bind together and if we can begin to do a work for the Lord in unity, what can we do? We can stop traffic, church. Hallelujah. I said we can stop traffic. What are you telling me, Brother Jared? Oh, let's get our families together. Let's get unity in the church, in the youth group, in our young adults, in our elders. Let's get together on this thing and let's begin to do things things that people will stop and look never would they be able to see one little penny but when they all bind together hallelujah 4.3 million I'm going to tell you here today that if each one of us here today would bind together I believe that a community would take notice I believe that a city would take notice I believe that your workforce would take notice hallelujah when you bind together and every single one of you bring your work When every single one of you bring your worth, hallelujah, you can see something done for the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you something. The devil's been lying to some of you here and telling you that you're worthless. Brother Jared, come to let you know here today, you have value. I want to read a few more things and then we're going to finish. I know it's a little bit different here today. Three truths to remember when you're feeling worthless by Mark Murrow says this. You are valuable. Listen to this. Are you ready? You are valuable for who you are, not for what you do. Think about it. Fearfully, wonderfully made. Created in his image. You are valuable for who you are, not for what you do. Glory to God. God, help us to help that to stick with us here today. Help that to stick with us. We're created by God. We are part of his creation. We're valuable for who we are. You may have messed up, but that's okay because you're still. What are you saying, brother? Yeah, you may, but it's okay, though, because you're still valuable. Not by what you've done, but you're valuable for who you are to God. Hallelujah. Created in his image. You have his stamp on you. Hallelujah. What are you saying? He still finds value. I can tell you here today, there's been some people that have lived lives, that's been rough lives. Every single one of us know exactly what this is like. We find them out on their deathbed, and, 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 and they're, they're, they have nothing left to give God. Listen. Listen to this. They have nothing left to offer God, but yet they kneel down, they pray, and God accepts them, oh, and saves them. Why? Oh, it doesn't matter the, the life that they lived up to that point. God still finds value in them. Why? Because he's still there. Oh, they're 
still his creation. It's who you are that God loves. It's not what you've done that he, it's who you are that God loves. I want you to know it doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter where you've come from. What matters is that you are a child of of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. You're a child of God. Oh, what are you saying, Brother Jared? Oh, I'm letting you know here today that God is still looking, sweeping, moving things, orchestrating. Why? Because there's a penny, oh, that he's still searching for. There's a penny that he's looking for here today. What can I do, oh, to let you know here today, God's saying that you have worth, that you have value to me. What can I do to let you know? I tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to send a 38-year-old man, oh, in a service on a Sunday morning to preach to you and let you know oh here today that no matter what you've done you still have value to me no matter where you've been you still have value to me God's letting you know here today I still have a purpose for you oh I still have love for you no matter what has been going on God looks at you and says I want you to know this morning that you're worth something to me Hallelujah. Glory to God. I want you to know that you're worth something to me. The three truths to remember, you're valuable for who you are, not for what you do. Number two, you have gifts. Embrace them. Number three, you weren't meant to do this alone. You weren't meant to do this alone. If I get somebody to come to the piano here today, We're going to conclude here. Hallelujah, Jesus. I love what Brother Greg Adkins said. And Dad, you may have to help me with this. The way you were made is stronger than the way you were raised. kids in school, younger kids. And he said that these two kids were made to, to, to think that every, every educator, everything around them were bad so that they wouldn't confide in them and what the raunchy, gross stuff that was going on at home. Two kids that were in adoption or in a, in a a house and those adults were taking advantage of those little children and we've seen in this in this situation that enemy was just was whispering in their ear don't go to anyone that can help you this is what will happen if you do that this is what will do to you this is and so we hear that same whispering Satan here this morning don't listen to that preacher 
don't do what you know you need to. I'm going to tell you, I believe it's, it, I, I think I think the statistic is one in four. I'm, I'd have to look it up, so don't quote me on it. But I believe, I believe it's one in four people from, from when they were raised. And this is just those that admit it were abused as they were as they were sexually abused as they were raising their childhood one and four take a look around you guys i wonder which ones i'm gonna tell you something the way you were made is greater than the way you were raised you may have had parents that said you're worthless i've seen it i've heard it you may have had people that that even around you today that make you feel, but I want you to know here today that the way you were made is greater than the way you were raised. God's got a purpose for you. He sees value in you. He's got his stamp on you. Oh, hallelujah. I said he's got a stamp on you here today. If we can stand all across the building here today, Can I tell you that there were no flaws in your design? Think about that. There were no flaws in your design. And no errors in your construction. Brother Chris, you were handmade. Think about it. Think about it, Brother Billy. Custom designed. Hallelujah. And fully loaded by God. And because of that, you have immeasurable worth. You have immeasurable worth. You're not worthless. God values you. This church values you. You have a measure of faith that you bring here every Sunday. You're not worthless. Young ladies, you're not worthless. Young men, you're not worthless. God's got a great purpose for you. A design. A direction where you can make a difference in other people's lives. Dear God, we love you, Lord. We're grateful for who you are and what you've done. God, we're grateful for this opportunity here today to come and to share your good news, Lord. God, I know, God, that you can move and help people here today to be found by you. Help them, Lord, to realize, Lord, here today that you are looking for pennies. Help them to realize, Lord, that they are worth the energy. Hallelujah. They are worth your blood that you shed on Calvary. God, I pray, Lord, that you'd move upon each member here today and upon our visitors as well to help them realize that they have value because they were created and designed by you. Hallelujah, God. And it's not what they've done up to this point, but, but God, it's who they are that gives them value. Hallelujah. With every head remaining bowed and every eye closed, I'd just like to ask you here today, you've been hearing from the enemy that you're worthless. 
But today you want to you want to be found by God. Would you just lift your hand? Would you just lift your hand? How about it, young lady? How about it, young man? Come on, I've worked with you. Yes, there's a hand there. Somebody say, man, this is me, Brother Jared. I've been hearing it my whole life. I've been hearing this my whole life. That I'm worthless. But I want to find value today. Would you just lift your hand up? We've had one person that said, Brother Jared, the enemy. Yes, there's one. Glory to God. I want to tell you, sis, the way that you were made is greater than the way you were raised. I want you to understand that here today. Hallelujah. Would there be somebody else? We've had two people raise their hand. Would there be somebody else? Oh, that would be honest here today. And say, Brother Jaron, I, 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 I've, been, I've been made to feel like I'm useless. I've been made to feel like I'm worthless. But I want to find value in him today. I'm just going to hesitate for a few more moments. But there be somebody else here today. Say, that's me, Brother Jerry. Would you just slip your hand up and let the Lord know? Let the enemy know? Let yourself know here today. Glory to God. Hallelujah. God's dealing with hearts right now. Oh, I said he's dealing with hearts right now. Those of you who have been saved for years, the enemy's been telling you that you're worthless. I want you to know you're not worthless in his eyes. We're going to have a time of prayer. I'm not going to ask for any individuals to come down. I'm just going to ask for the church to come to pray. If you want to pray where you're at, wherever you feel, I want you to pray here today and let God know, Lord, I want to be found of you.